Okay, let's begin Parshas Vayera, Tavshin Pei, as we get into the Parshios of Yitzchak Avinu. A little bit. Yitzchak is involved. Last week was Avraham Vayera, even though Vayera is also Avraham. Chayesara is also Avraham, so to speak, looking for a wife uh, for, her, for his son. But either way, we start off uh, with the major stories here in Vayera. We have the story of the Malachim visiting Avraham Avinu. We have the, and, and Sarah. We have the story of Stom. We have the story of the Akedah, a lot to talk about, Hagar and Yishmael. Again, each of these cha- chapters are jam-packed, uh, and we'll try to touch on as much as we can as we do each uh, each year. So we start off at the beginning. Hashem appears to Avraham, Vayera Elav Hashem. Interesting, it doesn't even say who he appears to. It says Vayera Elav, as if we know what was the previous Pasuk. It was talking about general halachas of Brismila listing off who Avram gave Brismila to. But here it doesn't even say who. Right, and Rashi picks up on that already. And he, again, Avraham, the um, non-mentioned uh, person who we're talking about, was sitting uh, and had this divine vision in Elonei Mamre. And he was sitting, as we know, Chazal Darshan, every single word in this Pasuk to teach us something. What does it mean, Kachom Hayom? Why was he sitting, Pesach HaOhel? Why was he sitting, right? And what we're going to focus on is, why is it called Elonei Mamre? Right, where did that name come from? So Rashi says in the second Rashi on the Parsha, Be'elonei Mamre, Hu shenasan lo al hamila. He is the one that gave his Eitzah, on the Mila. He was the one that said, oh, it's a good idea. Connecting to the previous Parsha. Lefichach nigla elav bechelka. He said it was a good idea. Avram asked him, and therefore, he was the one that gets some credit. Meaning there were a number of other friends that Avram had that didn't think it was such a good idea. Mamre gave his askama, and therefore, he gets the credit of the place where Avram's sitting after his surgery. His Mila was Elone Mamre. Says the Svasemis. It's source number one. Picking up on this. What is this teaching me exactly? The fact that Mamre gave good advice. What do I care whether there was a non-Jewish friend of Avraham's that agreed to the, that Mila was a good idea or not? What does that teach me? What's the message? Chazal give him so much credit. What, what do I learn from that? What did Mamre do so 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 important, so significant? Explains this Fasem as they, meaning all of the friends, understood. You know what's going to happen once Avram does bris mila and all his descendants? They are forever more different. They are forever more different destiny, different history, different responsibilities, different expectations forevermore. Brismila is a point of no return. It's a physical difference in Jews forever. And the question is, does does the non-Jew think that's a good idea? Oner and Eshkol says, you're going to be different than us? That's not a good idea. Right, you've been spreading monotheism throughout the world. Don't you want us to be like you? And all of the all of the nations that were going to come to be with Avraham? It's not a good idea. 
You're going to be more spiritual than us? Mamri understood and believed that it's needed and it's a good thing. And it's not appropriate for me, Mamre, to be like him, Avraham. He has a different purpose. He has a different tachlis. And he was maskim, even though he recognized that this was now going to put a wedge in their relationship and they will forevermore be different. But that's what God demands and that's what will bring more godliness and spirituality into the world. Having leaders that will be more spiritual to lead the rest of the world. And because of that recognition that there can be those that are spiritual. There are those that have certain tafkidim that are higher than mine, more tailored, higher expectations, and that's okay. Even though he distanced himself. That was the godless of Mamre. What, what does that have to do with me? Says the Sfasemes. This is to teach all of us. Our goal in life is obviously to get connected to Hashem, but also to bring Kvod Shemayim, to be Marbek Kvod Shemayim. What if somebody, Kvod Shemayim demands that somebody is more spiritual than me, somebody is in a higher spiritual state than me? Is that something I, I should be jealous of in a negative way? I should look down upon it? It's not fair? When I look at a Kohen and he gets to do Birchas Kohanim and he gets to eat Shuma and do the Avod to the Beis HaMikdash, so is that something to make me depressed and say, I can't believe that. You know, Ki Kedoshim, as Korach said. And the answer is no. I have to recognize there's a Rebuik Fot Shemayim if there are leaders, if there are role models if there are those that take upon themselves the mantle of spiritual responsibility, that's a good thing for the world. It's a good thing for Kiddush Hashem. And even if I'm not one of them, I could choose to do the most I can in the role that Hashem has given me. And that's fine. And I have to recognize that. Kodesh Baruch Hu demands from me a certain number of mitzvahs. And to the Kohen, more mitzvahs. And to the Kohen God, more mitzvahs. And to the king, other mitzvahs. And to non-Jews, other mitzvahs. As we've mentioned in the past, we're the only religion that believe that there is a tachlis and there are commandments for people who aren't of our religion. And there's no goal to make everybody part of our religion. That's not what we believe in. And that's what the Sfasema says we learn from Mamre. Be happy with our lot. Again, obviously trying to move up spiritually always, but recognizing that there are those that can have a, a greater spiritual state and samech bechelko in this area as well. They don't think that he's stepping on my toes. Oh, he's going to be different. Oh, racist. You know, oh, they have brismila and they hold themselves higher. It's not a question of holding higher. It's more responsibility. Higher doesn't mean better. Chosen. Chosen means you're chosen to do a certain job. But that doesn't mean that somebody is unchosen. If parents choose one child to do a certain job, does the parent love that child more? No. You have this tachlis, you have this job. And therefore, you know, I, I think you're the best at it. Okay. But other people have other talents. And we have to recognize that as well. 
Again, she'ain adam yachol asos dava raka idei shetisbatel aklai yisrael v'tzorach ligbar b'daito shem yekvot shemayim yoser b'chaverav humavatel atzmo v'kol asher lo v'idei zeh yuchal limso makom tamid and I can always find my place and that's what we learn from Mamre who recognized that it's okay for Avraham to be different it's okay for there to be Jews and Gentiles in the world that's okay everybody has their tachlis everybody has their purpose. Okay, moving right along to the third pasuk. Avram lifts up his eyes. He sees the men. He runs to them. And he bows. As you know, there's a in Chazal. Is this Shem Hashem or not? Is this my master? Is he talking to the, you know, the uh, most chashub of the of the group? Please, my master. Or is it, Hashem, wait a minute, I have to go deal with the guests. So according to the second version, that's what the Gemara and Shabbos teaches us, that Avram Avinu was talking to Hashem, and when he saw the guests, he asked for a leave of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sorry, gotta go. And he went to speak to the Arabs, to the, to the, uh, to the Malachim, who were men. Right, and that's what Rashi quotes the two different deos. Dover acher kodeshu vaya omer lakadosh baruch hu lahamtinlo sheyarutz viachnis es orchim. Let me go and be machnis the orchim. Fine, that is Rashi and the Gemara. Of course, as we know, darshins and mesecha Shabbos. You have it there at the beginning of source number two. Shabbos kuf chavzayin amar of Yudah marav gedola hachnas es orchim mehakbalas paneshchina. Hachnas es orchim we learn from here is greater than talking to God. Because Avraham Avinu was talking to God, and he stopped in order to go and bring the guests in. We've mentioned often, maybe even 10, 11 years ago, we learned it from Avraham Avinu. But how did he know it? We know we would have to go to because Avraham Avinu did it. But how did Avraham Avinu know that he would be allowed to, to leave HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So he mentioned then, years ago, one thought that, we know the Ramam tells us in Hilchus Yisodhi Torah that all Nevi'im have one type of Nevi'im different than Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is in a trance. Moshe Rabbeinu is pale, pale. He's awake. All other prophets are in a trance. They're like un- sub- unconscious. So Avinu is also part of that group. But one second, Avinu noticed that there were guests while he was talking to God. How did that happen? That's not normal. It's supposed to be unconscious. You're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it must be Avinu thinks to himself, why am I able to see the guests? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu usually doesn't... Ah, oh, must be Hashem wants me to see the guests. And Avinu learned from there the fact that he saw the guests. It must be that it's different. One idea among others. So we're going to try to answer that question, but also a different question. A halakhic question. And that's in the Ber Yosef. The Ber Yosef here, Ber Yosef Misalant. Wonders. Let's think about this from a halachic perspective. Obviously, Avram Avinu lived before the Torah, but the Gemara, the Gemara says, and the Mishnah tells us, that Avram Avinu came called Torah called Nitna. Avram Avinu kept the Torah before it was given. So it says the Ber Yosef in the second paragraph, Ulam There are many principles in Shas that if I'm involved in one mitzvah, it's not my business to go and stop and change and worry. You can't pass by a mitzvah. First mitzvah that comes in your hand, you do it. I picked up my tefillin instead of my talis, put the tefillin on first. Ein ma'avir ala mitzvahs. Mitzvah baliado, rishona. Whatever comes to my hand first, I have to do. Ein la'nichok dilakai macheres. Yasenem yad. There's a mitzvah that comes to my 
I'm supposed to do first. I have to do that first, even if it's a derabanan. So many principles that focus on what you're doing. Don't worry about something else. Because Baruch Hu understands. So what about here? Why is this an exception to the rule? Amravinu was in the middle of talking to Hashem. Oseg b'mitzvah. There is no mitzvah v'achnazaz archim. Oseg b'mitzvah, patam in a mitzvah. What do you mean he's going to leave? And we learn the greatness of achnazaz archim. Why is that allowed? Imkein kivan sha'avraham kfar haya asuk b'mitzvah's kabbalas b'nei ashchina, terem sharaz ha'malachim. He already started a mitzvah. If I'm involved in one mitzvah, then I don't have to do the other mitzvah. I already started he was Question. The Efshar says the Bear Yosef. You just got to think about this a little deeper. He says, "Is there a mitzvah to talk to God?" Obviously, when we daven, there's a mitzvah. Big discussion. But the idea of kabbalas penei hashchina, we say in Kiddush Lavana. Is that a mitzvah? Which of the 613? Which of the 248 is it? Kabbalah Okay, there are some that relate to it. But just talking to Hashem, when a Navi has a conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is he doing a separate mitzvah saseh? There's a mitzvah for us to listen to a Navi. There's a mitzvah for a Navi to be kovesh nevuaso. But says the Be'er Yosef, that's not a mitzvah. That's that's tainug. That's spiritual happiness, fulfillment. That's spiritual ecstasy. That's what prophecy is. But is it a mitzvah? It's kind of like the reward for doing mitzvos. It's not a mitzvah per se. If I merit, that Kadosh Baruch talks to me. What is, how does the Rambam describe based on Chazal? What's Yibos HaMashiach going to be? We're going to be sitting there with our crowns and Nehenemiz HaVashchina. We don't know what that means. But Nehenemiz HaVashchina. So suggest the Ber Yosef. Maybe it wasn't a mitzvah. It was just spiritual fulfillment. But is that Doche a mitzvah? The Efshar She'enyen Kabbalas Panei HaShchina Zu Shal Avraham Lo Haisa Begeder Mitzvah Klau Hashem said he did Mila, let's have a conversation. Just that conversation. If there's somebody very, sometimes, we'll think of it as such an amazing reward. There's somebody very famous that we want to meet. Somebody, big rabbi, we want to meet. We'll get five minutes with them. That'll be just like, like the dream of my life. To be able to have five minutes with the God of Adar. And then, and we'll pay money for it. Be, we travel across the world. Just having that conversation is the schar. So says the Ber Yosef, just talking to Hashem, that was the schar for the Mila. And he even quotes a Ramban. And he continues. So maybe that's what it is. It was like Olam Haba. And therefore, middle of the middle column, It was like Gan Eden. He quotes that Gemara in Brachas I just referred to. And now this makes it even more amazing. He's getting such spiritual pleasure and ecstasy, and yet he stops to go earn more, to go do a mitzvah. Because human beings, our goal is not to have that schar of talking to Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the next world. In this world, we're supposed to earn it. 
Because those be Godov Cheshkovit Shukaso, Lasos Chesed, Ulakayim Mitzvah Sachnos Azarchim, Ozav Esa Oneg, Va Idun, Aniflaze, he left this amazing Ruchani experience for Ratzla Kabbalas Pane Archim. And he went to greet the guests of Reshizui Mitzvah Maasit, the Yofesha Achas, the Mitzvah of Isatovim Bolamazer, Mikochai Olamaba, as the Mishnah says in Perkiyavos. Greater is one moment. Like the Vilna Gaon on his deathbed, he grabbed his scissors and he said, for a couple of kopecks, whatever he had, you know, you could gain Olam Haba. And where I'm going, you can't gain anything. Right? It's done, whatever we did. Unless we influenced others who are then gaining for us. But every moment of this world. And therefore, says the Bear Yosef, that's why Avram left, because he wasn't doing a mitzvah. Part one. That's a great answer, but it then leads us to another, just leads to another question. This Chazal is telling us L'chor, something unique about Achnos Hazarchim. But according to this Pshat, Avram sh- should have had to leave to do any mitzvah, not just Achnos Hazarchim. So what's the what's the uniqueness of Achnos Hazarchim? Gedola mitzvah. He wasn't doing a mitzvah according to this Pshat. So then why is, why does Chazal pick up? It was Achnaz Azarchim, but let's say, you know, there was an Ani, any mitzvah Avram would have had to stop to do because he wasn't involved in a mitzvah. So it answered one question, it brought another question. So what's the godless of Achnos' Archim here that we would have to learn from Avram Avinu? So we need one more. One more element. Ulam. Says the Ber Yosef, and again, as I haven't mentioned in a while, but the Ber Yosef used to give these drushes in Shari Chesed and Roshul Zalman told him you need to write these down for Klai Yisrael. That's why we have the Ber Yosef. So says the Ber Yosef, Ulam, No, there's a Chiddush. Find other mitzvahs we would also, Avram Avinu would have also had to go do. But there's something unique about Achnas Archim. I might have thought that Achnas Archim wouldn't make the cut to stop. Other mitzvahs fine, but not Achnas Archim. Why? Because what's Achnas Archim about? Direct, what's the essence of the mitzvah? Giving covet to people. Talking to Hashem is giving covet to God. You might even say it even more extreme. Giving covet to people means giving covet to the Tselem Elohim in the person. What about giving covet to the Elohim? Not just the Tselem Elohim. So maybe I would have thought if there's a mitzvah that's related, with, whose essence is about kavod, hazulas, covet for the other person, so maybe that's, you can't leave Hashem for that. You're leaving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It appears like I'm being mezalzal, I'm disgracing Hashem. The whole root of Achnaz Archim. So how could you how could you leave Akadosh Baruch Hu? just to give honor to a mixas, a tiny tiny percentage, minuscule? That's the godless of Avraham Avinu. It was so chaviv to him to do the mitzvah of Achnas Archim, even though it appears like Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do this, and he understood that he wants me to do this. Because Hashem gets such nachas and kavod when we give kavod to His children, 
Right? When we give covet to a ch- a children, that gives honor to the parents. Lahavdil. So says the Ber Yosef. How did he leave? He wasn't doing a mitzvah. Then what's the uniqueness of Achaz's Archim? Even a mitzvah of just Sel Malokim, so that still also, you know, you might have thought, how could you give more honors? Like the Geneva problem, right? You're giving more honor to a person than you are to Hashem. Kamash Bulan Achaz's Archim is different. When it comes to a mitzvah, Avram Avivin feels, this is what I need to do. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do. And that's what he says on the bottom. It wasn't a mitzvah, and therefore, you're able to leave. Okay. Moving right along. So the Malachim told Avram he's going to have a son. Sarah laughed. We also spoke in past years why the uncle translates Fatitzchak differently by Avram and Sarah. Why by Avram is it, I was happy, and Sarah mocked. Um, good. And then we have the bargaining by stone. The bargaining of stone, Avinu says, what are you going to do? 50, 40, 30, going all the way down. And obviously there weren't even 10 Sadiqim in the city. So Parakutes by Shlishi, by Yavo Shnam Alachim Sodoma, by Erev, the two Malachim come to stone in the evening, for Lot Yoshev Bishar stone. Lot was sitting there, Lot sees them. Right, it's interesting to parallel this Pasik and the second Pasik of the Parsha. Va Yisa, again, Vayarlot, Vayaretz Lagrasam. Avinu, Vayisa, Vayar, Vayar, again, Vayaretz Lagrasam, Pesach Oel, Vayakam Lagrasam, Vayishtachu Apayim Arza. And Avinu, Vayishtachu Arza. Again, there's slight differences between them, not for now. But Lot stands up when he sees the Malachim. Chazal already notes this difference. Why is it when they come to Avram Avinu, they're called Anashim, and now two out of three are still here, they're called Malachim. They're both the same, right? We assume that these were angels sent by Hashem, but they're called Malachim by Avraham, and they're called, um, they're called Anashim by Avraham and Malachim by Stom and by Lo. Why? So one might say, Pshutosh Mikra says the Azayim Latar of Suratskin, that the People who came to visit, people slash angels that came to visit Abraham didn't do anything miraculous. So they're called Anashim. What they do? They just announced that Sarah's going to have a baby and they uh, went to heal Abraham. That's what they're called Anashim. But by stone, by stone, that's where they acted miraculously. They perform miracles and therefore... Um, it could be called, they could be called Malachim. Okay. Chazal, though, have a different shot. Chazal have a different shot. He quotes it on line 14. Avraham, Shaya Kocho, Yafe, Avraham, who was spiritually strong, they appeared to him as men. He was spiritually strong. Maybe it was more of a peer for Avraham. Right? It was Anashim because Avraham was a very spiritual guy. But Lot, who was spiritually weak, so it appeared to him as angels. But that's what I'm going to If you think about it, it's very strange. Amravinu thought they were men. He thought they were Arabs. Shouldn't somebody who's on a higher spiritual plane recognize when there are angels? Lod recognized they were angels. He was Kocho Ra. Why was he Zohet to, to recognize that they were angels? 
Seeing an angel is a miraculous experience. So what does it mean? It means Avram was kocho yafen, therefore anashim. So again, it could be, like I mentioned before, equals, peers. But he asks it as a question. Why was it that, that Lot recognized them as angels and Avraham did not? Umadu'a ta'bahem Avraham. Says the Azayim Torah, line 21, it was because the Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted him to make a mistake. Or not make a mistake, not recognize. Avalim nedaktik bedivrei vishlakish sha'amar nidmu lo bidmus. Hashem made him them look like men to Avraham and angels to stone, to, to load and stone. Why? Navin. And it has to do with why Avraham was kochayaf and lot kochara. Shemin hashemayim hituoso. Vamalachim kiblu pekuda mi gavoa. Laharosa pam laavram bedimus anashim and lo bedimus malachim. The angels were told by God, when you go to Avraham, look like men. When you go to lot, look like angels. Why? So he quotes himself from his Sefer on, uh, on Moadim, Adeyav Adibur. He quotes, uh, Anchi Stone Ram Vechatoim, quotes how terrible, uh, Stone was, but suggests, um, suggests as I am a Torah, Hashem was still trying to inspire them and to gain them back. Hashem sent angels to try to inspire them. So they can maybe see the angels and and do tshuva. At least a few of them. He didn't send men because he still held out hope. Regular guests wouldn't make it in stone. We know how they behaved. Hashem sent guests that look like angels. So, and everybody knew they would look like angels in order to, for them to see them and say, wow, what an angel. And maybe be inspired. And what happens? next column. Maybe they'll take these angels in a little bit. They'll do for them. And what happened? They were partially successful on one person. One person was Mushpalatova. And brought them in, and was affected, and that was Lot. Lot accepted them covered. He was the head judge. What is the head judge? Senator tells us the, the laws that Stone had, right, and the honey that they poured on that girl. Well, the terrible things. The laws were anti chesed. So what was Lot doing? So Chazal say, oh, you remember what he did in Avram's house? But he became the judge in Stone, so he didn't remember things too well. But it must be the angels came and he saw them and he says, whoa, I'm taking them in. So it affected slow, but it did not affect anybody else. But Dafka, Kodesh Baruch Hu sent angels because Suro, Kocho Ra, Hashem sent angels in order to try to uplift him. In order to uplift him. Avram Avinu was exactly the opposite. To take in guests, to take in an angel for Avram Avinu, what kind of challenge would that be? Angels? Nothing to do. Some stranger Arabs to take in out of the desert. Let's see if Avram does that. Dafka because Kocho Yafe, Hashem gave him the challenge of sending him mundane strangers, humans, to see if Baruch, to see if Avram Avinu, after his surgery, would schlep himself out of bed and be able to get up 
and run and Bizrizus act for them. And that's what he says. Aval Avram, line 22. He thought they were over the Avodah Zarah. Right? He made them wash their feet because maybe they worship the dust on their feet. Also something the Maharal and others discuss. We've discussed that in the past. Over the Avodah Zarah, these were, this is what Avram fought against his entire life. And they wanted to kill him, Nimrod and his Hevra. And what happens? These are the three people. Amavinu is sick in bed. He just had surgery and it's boiling hot outside. And he sees these Ovdiyabodazara Arabs that are going in the desert. And he runs to get them. So both had their message. The angels at least got to Stom and the men got to Avraham. Ubatach Hashem ba'Avraham o'avo. Hashem had bitachon she'yikabal afilu archem ke'ela b'kavagadol v'yedei zeh hivlu b'yosir as a chilek. So that's the chilek. She'yem midas ha'cheset shal Avinu. Uben Midas Sedom. Stom wouldn't even do chesed to an angel. Am Ravina would do chesed to any human being in the entire world. And that's the contrast between these two stories. Oh. And now we continue. Now we continue with a thought, short, small, but it's a nice back pocket to take home with us. Chaf Aleph, Perachaf Aleph now. So we have the story of uh, of Lod and his daughters, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Avi Melech, Vashem Pakad Amar, and finally Sarah has a baby. Sarah has a baby. Yitzchak. Rashi tells us what's the Yud, what's the Tzadi, what's the Ches, what's the Kuf. Avinu was a hundred years old when Yitzchak was born, and Sarah said, "Schok Asli Elokim Kol Shmi Yitzchakli." And the child was weaned. Ba'yigamal, how old was he? Ba'yigamal, Rashi says two years old. Two years old. Besov chafdal chodesh. Two years. Good. And what did Avram do? Fayas Avram mishte gadol. He made a big party. Made a big party. So without looking at Rashi, and if we don't remember it, what does it mean, big party? How many meat slicers were there? You know, how many types of desserts were there? What does it mean, big party? Mishtegado. How many guests? How many people lived in those days near him? Okay, by this time there's probably many. But what does it mean, Mishtegado? When the Torah writes Mishtegado, how would we translate that? When we say we went to a big wedding, when we had a big party, Rashi tells us, and we don't always focus on this, but Rav Pincus points out we need to focus on it. What's the definition of big? When we say Gado, Rashi, Shahayusham Gdole Hadar. Shem the Aver Vavimelech. You know what makes something big? If there are special guests that make it big. You can have five people there, but if two of them are the Gdole Hador, that's a big party. If there's Ruchni is going on at the meal, that's a big party. You could have a huge party, and it could be empty, it could be small, because nothing's going on. Because it's not about quantity in Gashmi terms. It was a big party. Maybe only five people were there. But it was a big party because the Gdoli Hador were there. That's what Rafikas points out. Bisfasa Torah. Shisfaso Shalakarish Barahu. 
It's a kind of party. Like we find Yaakov Avinu, Lama Torah, Bishivasim Shoshim Ve'ever, Avimelech Shayen Navi Umos Ha'olam. Right, even though Avimelech, we don't think it's such a tzaddik, but it's by success that he had saw the Elohim. Rak Mishteh Kazeh Yikre Mishteh Gadol. And he says today, turning over, V'gam Anachnu, right, what do we say? Tzrichim, Am Hashem, V'lom De Torah Kedosha, Tzrichim, L'Hisragel, Shistach Luseinu, Al Ha'olam, Isfaspinu, Yukach. Mashu reik mikdusha. Afilum near a godl mafur biyoser, yebinu katan mavuze. They have a huge house. A huge house. What's huge? Tons of svarim? That's a huge house. That's a huge house. Huge house with just a lot of other items that aren't svarim in it. Why is that huge? Maybe physically it takes up a lot of volume. But Gadol on the Torah means a certain thing. We want our houses to be batim gdolim. Batim gdolim. And it doesn't go by square footage and it doesn't go by how much our nona you pay for, you know, to be Gadol. How many bookcases one has? That's a better choice. The Chain Matzinu, it's a lot. Yaakov Avinu, he says also by Yaakov. He quotes by Menashe Ephraim, Ulam Achila Katon Yigdabimenu. Your brother will be Gadol Mimenu. What is Gadol? Yeshua Benun. Yeshua Benun. If Yeshua Benun is your descendant, that's big. That's big. That's how we define big. And it goes by what we say. We have to condition ourselves, says Rapinkus, to leave a life like this Rashi teaches us. We have to call things big that are really big. Then he quotes Rabbi Yonah, which we've quoted in Shabbat in past years. Amazing Rabbi Yonah in the Shari Tshuva. Where he mentions on the Pasuk in Mishle, Ish Lafi Mahalalo, which Pasuk just means man according to his praise. So, what does that mean? How do you judge a person based on what other people say about him? Lafi Mahalalo. If other people say great things about this person, then obviously he's a great guy, great girl, whatever it is. Ish Lafi Mahalalo. But that's true. But there's another level of interpretation. Says Rabbi Yonah, you judge a man by what he praises. What gets him excited? What does he get the most simcha about? When he gets a new sefer, when he listens to an unbelievable shear, or something else, some other event, sporting event, music event, any other event, news event, what, what do we get most simcha from? Ish our neighbors, our children, all those around us judge us by what gets us excited. What do we praise? What do we praise? What day of the week is our favorite day of the week? What do we praise? You know, Baruch Hashem in Eretz Yisrael is only one day of Shabbos. It's one day. In Chutz Laaretz, there's something called Sunday. You know, we have to ingrain in our families what's, the, what's our favorite day of the week. Ish lofi mahalalo. Ish lofi mahalalo. Says the Shari Tshuva. Right, it goes by if we praise the Maisim that are Tov, Chacham, Teda, we'll know. That's the Shurish. That's, that's how we judge people. That's how we judge people. And everybody should know. should be clear to all around us You know what makes us tick and what gets us the most excited. But it starts with Mishtegadol.
Mishtagado, what's big? Full of Ruchnius, full of the Gdolim. That's, that's big, and that's what we, um, that's how we have to make our jargon, make our language fit. Sometimes it says, Dibet Torah, Kalashim B'nei Adam. I'll say the opposite. Dibra B'nei Adam, Kalashim Torah. We have to try to sometimes, you know, flip it around. Not Torah talks like people, people have to talk like Torah. Dibra Torah, Dibra B'nei Adam, Kalashim Torah, we have to try to do that sometimes. Okay. Moving right along. So we have the story now of Avram having to send out Hagar. He was not happy about it. But you got to listen to your wife. Right, we, we spoke about this in another context. The Amudah Chesed has to throw one son out and was asked to kill his other son. That's the Amudah Chesed. Pretty amazing. Obviously not coincidental that that's his Nisayah. Hashem says to Avram, let it not be bad in your eyes. Don't worry about it. She has great Ruach HaKodesh. Listen to your wife. And don't worry, your other son will also be great and big and cause a lot of sorrows to Am Yisrael. And Hagar goes out and she's out in the desert. So what happens? She thought she's going to die. Don't worry about it. I heard the Kalanar Bashar Husham. The Meshachachma picks up on two words in this Pasuk. Hashem hears the Kolanar, Yishmael, Vayikra Malach Elokim El Hagar, Minha Shamayim. Minha Shamayim. Well, where else were angels? Must have been a, a, a long distance call. Because the angel is calling from Shamayim. Why am I making a big deal about this, says the Meshachachwa? Because if you look in last week's parsha, when the Malach spoke to Hagar, it does not say Minha Shamayim. If you look back in Parshas Lech Lecha, Vayomer Perak Tesvav Pasuk Tes, Vayomer La Malach Hashem, Malach Hashem, Shuv Yel Yikavirtech, Vayomer La Malach Hashem, Harba Arbe Zarech, Vayomer La Malach Hashem, right? A number of times, Malach Hashem. Remember that Gemara, the Gemara in Meila Daf Yitzayin, Roshim Vayachai is going to the Romans to try to uh, undo Xera, and um, on the way there was a demon, Ben Tamalion, came and said, "Hi, can I help you?" Roshim Vayachai says, "I." The maidservant of my Zayda. Hagar saw a Malach three times. And I get a demon. That's what I get? Okay, what can I do? You want to help? Great. And then the demon does help him. Amazing Gemara. The only Agatha to Meila. Meila Yuzayim. But says the, so, but the Meshachachma points out. There's no Manashamayim here. But here there is. Why by Lech Lecha there's no Manashamayim? And here there is. And just to bolster the question, what about Avram Avinu? By the Akedah. Right when he's about to do the Akedah, what does the Pazak say? As we know, Amala calls out, Menashamayim. So why in Lechacha, by Hagar, there's no Menashamayim? Here, by Hagar, and, Vayikri la Malach Hashem, Menashamayim, Vayomer Avraham, Avraham, Vayomer Ineni. Why is there a Malach Hashem here? Says the Meshachachma, two different reasons. Hagar's and Avraham's are both different reasons. But as we said, Menashamayim means it's a long distance call. If it doesn't say Menashamayim, that means it's a local. It means the Malach is here. Says the, first of all, the Meshachachma notices that difference, which already is godless. 
Boom. Last week she was still in base Avraham. So Malachim were always around. Doesn't say Menashemayim. Because Malachim were B'nei Bayes Shel Avraham. V'hi ha'isa tzvichol l'ashuv l'beis Avraham. Avokah, now she was thrown out. She's not going back. Avokah, she's not going back. Avokah, she's not going back. Avokah, she's not Rakolo shama avalo ra'as oso. She didn't have the experience of re'iyah, berlachai ro'i. And therefore, says the Meshachachma, that's the difference between last week and this week. Depending where Hagar was. But, Umasha Kasuv, what about by Avram Avinu? Menashemayim, what about Avram Avinu? Why isn't it a, a local call for Avraham? Umasha Kasuv, Ba'akeda, Ba'yikra, Malach Hashem, Al-Avraham, Shedis, Menashemayim. That's for a different reason. Lefi, and he quotes many sources related to this. At the moment of the Akeda, Avinu was bringing the ultimate carbon. At the moment that Avinu did the Akeda, it was Ki'ilu, he was the Kohen Gadol in the Kodesh Kadashim. After all, remember, it's in the same spot. Avinu sanctified that spot in order to, you know, I shouldn't say that spot. That spot was where the Mizbeach was. The Kodesh Kodashim was a little west of, of it. But it was in that Makam Amikdash. Amavina was Ki'ilu, he was the Kohen Gadol. And what does the Yerushalmi say? The Kohen Gadol, the Pasuk says, V'chal Adam lo moed. Yerushalmi says, when the Kohen Gadol goes into the Kodesh Kodashim, not only were there no people allowed to be inside, there weren't even allowed to be angels inside. It was just the Kohen Gadol and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if the Akedah was a Bechina of Kohen Gadol, HaKadosh Kadashim, there couldn't be angels there. Malach Hashem calls out Menashamayim because he can't be there. Because it's the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. L'chein lo haya yechol limliyot alahar az. Rakar Menashamayim shamalach lo haya yechol ageshet alahar. V'lachein amru, that's what he says in Barashas Rabbah, ki avram haya kohen gadol az be'esa ha'keita. L'chein lo haya yechol amalachim lavosham v'edok bazeh. Unbelievable. V'zeh sh'amar asher yomar Hashem, asher yomar hayom bahar Hashem yeira'eh. And then he quotes, also relating to this, you know, related issues, right, what do we say on Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, one of the reasons we use the, the shofar is the Akedah. And what does the Gemara say? Why is there no Ein Kategor Nasa Sanegar? Gemara in the third paragraph on Rosh Hashanah. There's no worry that Hashem's going to remember the, show, the shofar. The shofar is, you remember that, the Echet the, Egel? Well, you can't use it from, from a, I'm sorry, let me go back a step. You can't use a shofar of a, of a, of a cow, of a bull, because Ein Kategor Nasa Sanegar. The Gemara says, what about the gold? What about, if he's wearing it, it's okay. What about the Aron? Right, Right, so you can't go in with the golden begadim. The Gemara says because it's going to remind the Kaddish Baruch Hu, right, of the of the uh, of the Chet Ego. Says the Gemara. So why do you have to worry about and and, and what about outside? No problem. He's allowed to wear the big day zav outside because the only problem of Ego is in the Kaddish Kadashim. So what about shofar? Why is shofar a problem of Ego Because it's kilu yolifnim, kilifnim dami. Right, the shofar takes us into the Kodesh Kodashim. Where does that come from? Because the shofar is Akedas Yitzchak. Akedas Yitzchak was a Bechina of Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur in the Kodesh Kodashim. 
And therefore says the Meshachachma, angels couldn't be there. And he sanctified, Abba Vidu sanctified that place forevermore to have that Kedusha of the, of the Kohen Gadol. On Yom Kippur, and that's why Malachim going to be there, so it says Malach Hashem and Hashemayim. So for different reasons, for Hagar and for Avraham. Right, one because Hagar was not on the level, and Amravinu was on too much of a level, so to speak, and he had to be alone. He had yechidus, right? He had the private, private meeting with Hakadosh Baruch And once we're on the topic of Akeda, once we're on the topic of Akeda, we know that Amravinu was makriv a ram instead of the Akeda, instead of his son. If you think about it, says Rav Salvechik. Quoted here in the Masorah Sarav, that's a very inferior type of sacrifice. You know, to have a ram instead of your son. You don't have to give your son, just give a ram. What's the message of that? What's the message? Says Rev Salvechik, the message is that a Baruch who always will take a lesser substitute as long as it's giving something. As long as we view it as a hakrava to a Baruch Hu, God in his mercy accepts a substitute, an animal sacrifice. The exchange of Isaac for the ram is similar to a kinya chalipin. Right, chalipin, you, you switch something, there's a barter. But often they're not of equal value, but it's okay because the other party accepts. HaKadosh Baruch Hu often demands of us akedos. Not Rahman al-Islan most of the time in the extreme sense of Avram Avinu. But it's the same idea. God does not always require a sacrifice commensurate with the Akedah. Yet a Jew must still learn to bring a carbon, to sacrifice, to surrender something he very much desires, or to participate in something he would rather not do. A Jew sits in a business meeting. The sun is setting. He has yet to David Mincha. He says to the client, I have to be back in 10 minutes. He says, what do you mean? We have to sign. My time is money. What do you mean? You're going to wait 10 minutes of mine? He says, I have to answer to a higher authority. And let's say the guy is going to—he's going to lose the lose the lose the deal. Okay, you got to lose the deal. That's an akeda. That's an akeda. And in the winter months, it's even more challenging. We have to akeda. We have to mold ourselves, right? You don't come to work on Saturday. Don't come to work on Monday. Many Jews heard 110 years ago, right? So again, right? All the—we have all these. We try to. Um, um, Bargain with ourselves. Is it a shogeg? Is it an ones? Tashlumin? All these. We have to be honest. Kodesh Baruch wants us to be honest. And it comes in every area of life. Cutting corners in halacha. In every area we have to know. We have to be be man enough to stand up and give an akeda, give our own ram to Kodesh Baruch And in that way bring nachas to Kodesh Baruch Okay, two more thoughts. Let's try to squeeze in. First of all, in the Bakras Shabbos Onik here, in the second volume, he points out that there's a phrase that appears three times in this story of the Akedah. Two of them are more famous than the third one. It says at the beginning of the story, as we know in Pasik Vav, he brings the wood, he takes the Esh and the Machelas, they both went together. Rashi says, even though Avram Avinu knew what was happening, he went with the same simcha. Pasaches, again, Vayelchu Shnehem Yachtav. After Yitzchak asked, where's the set? 
And Avravidu says, Elokim yiralo ase la'ola b'ni, which Rashi says, either ase or you. Vayochu shneem yachtov, Rashi says, Yitzchak was in the same Rosh. So it was the goblets of Avraham and the goblets of Yitzchak. But there's a third time. There's a third time that it says it, Ezra Shmuel Mikarov, where it says at the end, Pasig Yutes, Vayashav Avraham el na'arav, Vayakumu vayelchu yachtov. Where was Yitzchak? Was he here or just not mentioned or not here? Discussion in the Medrash. But at least Avraham Avinu, Vayelchu Yachtav. What's the message of that one? That's after the Akedah. So explains the Rebbe, No matter how great of an event we perform, don't let it change you. Don't become a different person because you had a great accomplishment. Same enough. Abraham Avinu just performed Akedas Yitzchak, his 10th test. He passed all Asaradis Yonos. You would think, I am Baruch Hashem. Vayelchu Yachtav. With Yishmael, with Eliezer. Vayelchu Yachtav. Right, one of the Mepharshim on the, on the four people that are mentioned in Tanakh, that Hashem calls their name twice. One of them right here. Right, Avram, Avram. Moshe, Moshe. Yaakov, Yaakov. Shmuel, Shmuel. The four people. What's the double Lashon? They were the same before and after HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to them. Didn't go to their heads. Avraham before, Avraham after. Moshe before, Moshe after. Yaakov and Shmuel. The four. That's Vayelchu Yachtov. Shahari la'achar sha'amdu menisoyen kol gadol. Yochel ha'yel ganev alibam. Hiru gaiva. A little bit. Give me a little, give me a little magili. Tenth test. The Akedah. This, this action is going to be a schus for all of eternity. Don't I get some credit? Didn't hold himself above anybody. And we find this about many. Remember, after, after Shaul was anointed, didn't tell anybody, right? And, uh, and you know, others, but again, didn't affect. Didn't affect, and that's, that's the Gavos. Okay. One final point, and that's from the Simon Lebanim. Which we've quoted in the uh, in the past with Kashtiel, the Rav Eli, who quotes there's an interesting connection between the first and last story in the parsha. We would think they're kind of opposites. Hachanah says Arachim and Akedas Yitzchak. Chesed, the opposite of Chesed, murder, right? Yira Rachamim, right? Ava, meaning what's the connection between them? What's the connection? One word. Zerizos. And maybe that's the goblets of Avram Avinu. In both of the stories, Chazal pick up on the fact that Avraham and Sarah were Zerizin. They didn't just do it, they did it with alacrity, with energy, with a youthful attitude. How old were they? Avram Avinu was not young. Right, he was not young. Avinu was 99 years old. Right, a year before Yitzchak was born. Sarah was 89. Not young. And they were running around. That's what they did. Three times to the guest, to the cow, to the this. Okay, that's Yitzchak. Gets up in the morning. Zrizus. He does it. And he points out that the Ramcha, we usually think of Zrizus as like something extra. Do you do the mitzvah or do you do it with Zerizos? Okay, you did it. Even if you do it without Zerizos, you still did the mitzvah. Okay, you did it slower, you come a little late. It's an amazing ha'ara. 
The Ramchal, obviously in the Mesulis Yisharim, quotes the Bryson of Odizara, Davchaf, which is the basis of his whole Sefer, that starts off with Zahirus and Zerizus. That's step one in Avodas Hashem. Right? Zahirus and Zerizus are two sides of the same coin. Zahirus is the knots and Zerizus is the, the dew. Surmirana Seitov. So what do you see from the structure of, of the Mesulis Yisharim? Zerizus isn't an extra. Zerizus is a, an ingredient that's needed, that's required. Required for Avodas Hashem. Top of the next page. Mikan Ola Shemidus Azrizus Eina Maale Gavoa Hashayechas Lachasidim Vianche Kodesh Hamahadrim Asem for the Yechidim for the for the Gdolim. No, it's the basis. It's the Yisod of all Avodas Hashem is to act with Zrizus. An unbelievable Haara. It's so obvious, but it has to be said that step one we have to do it with energy. And then he quotes. He quotes, you know, man, human beings, you know, we have two opposite elements that Hashem made us with. Right? We have fire, a neshama, so to speak. We have a hislavus, and we're also made of dirt. Right? We learned a few weeks ago in the, in the parsha. So he says, Right? We have to act with fire. Hislavus milashim lahava ish. Yesh ba'adam shnei kadavim negdiyim. Mitzad achad we're made of fire, but on Misarachad, Yeshla Dam Kam Yisod Elyon. We have an Ashama, an angelic form, this fire. Remember the Gemara Shabbos, Moshe doesn't want to be burned by the fire at the, the Malachim. So the Ramchal notes that we have these opposites, but we have to act with a Zrizus, with a childlike, youthful energy, even when we're 99 years old. And we daven for it. Right? What do we say in Slichos? Atashlicheni Zikna. Doesn't only mean, which it does mean, physically, Hashem, help me out. Let me always have the youthful attitude of of always wanting more, of always being excited, of always acting bizrizus. And that's why the Simulabanim adds throughout this parsha, there are malachim. Malachim here, malachim there, malachim by the Akedah, malachim by stone, malachim by the Hakrasa Zarachim. Malachim are always acting as Rizus. This is the first parsha about second parsha. Avram Avinu was the the first Jew, but this is the parsha talking about life. And one of the first few, let's say, all of these are are basic and defining. And a focus of this parsha, one could say, maybe part of the basis of the Mesilus Yisharim, right? It's it's um, it's about Rizus because Malachim always act as Rizus, as the Malachim are always described. He quotes a couple of psukim. Right, the pasuk in uh, in uh, Yecheskel, um and the and the quotes from uh, other sources. But either way, we have to recognize the parsha starts and ends with Zrizus. The, the, the parsha discusses Malachim or acting with Zrizus. Let us all remember Eish Tamid by the fire within us. We always have to make sure is there, is strong, is burning, and always motivates us to go Mechayel El Chayel. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, see you next time with Chayisar.